When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Thrifting Ain't Easy. My name is Erica, and in this week's podcast episode, I'm going to be putting my college degree, well, almost college degree, to work. Um, I want to give you guys some tips and tricks I've learned while in college. Um, I'm currently a senior, and, you know, I want to use my degree a little bit before I leave. And I've been taking some really interesting classes, and I think that I there's a lot that I can put to the test. Um, and put to use in my business. And I also think that you guys should put to use in your business. So don't worry about, if you haven't already, don't worry about going out and getting that college degree because you can learn so much from listening to informative podcasts literally like my own. Um, So if you are interested in just taking some pieces of information I've collected over my last four years and my specialty and business and stuff like that, just keep on listening. So if you don't know already, and as I briefly just said in that intro, I have been in college for four years now, and I will be graduating this May. I'm so excited, Um, and I am currently pursuing a degree in communications um, with a minor in English, which is a little bit different than what I'm currently doing um, in this business aspect, but my ultimate goal is to not be a reseller, um, even though, you know, I kind of tend to lean. I really don't know exactly what I want to do. I had a game plan, but my business just completely took off. So, you know, I am going with the punches, rolling with whatever um, comes into my life. And so I am, you know, living my life and doing my thing. But I will be graduating on May 1st, which I'm so excited for. And with that being said, um, I've learned a lot in my four years of college, and I've learned a lot that has helped me be the business owner that I am today. Of course, I've learned a lot on a social aspect. I've learned a lot in the aspect of communications and um, stuff like that. But one thing that I didn't expect to learn, but I did um, eventually learn, was just everything I needed to know about business. I've learned a lot throughout my time, and I would say, especially in these last two years, maybe even just this last year of my senior year, um, I would say I learned the most about my business and I love it. While in college, um, I've taken numerous courses that reflect what I'm also doing outside of class. I've taken public relations, advertising, entrepreneurship. Um, I've interned in marketing. Um, So I've just learned so many different things throughout my time in college, and that's really what I want this episode to depict. I paid a lot of money for this college degree, so I might as well help out some other people with it. Um, So yeah, I've learned a lot, and I kind of want to share that with you guys. So for 
the context of this episode, I'm highly going to be taking from my business-related courses. As I said, I'm currently in an entrepreneurship class. Um, I have taken and completed advertising, public relations, social media, um, and worked in marketing. So that's my past experience, but my most current, I'm going to be taking from the entrepreneurship course that I am in. And what I truly love. I love this class so much and I've already learned so much. So I want to take from that um, and add my two cents worth in this podcast episode. So for the context of this podcast, there are going to be 10 things that I learned in college that I am using in my business. That's just the route we're going to go. And I'm trying to make this as broad and as helpful as possible. So whether you are a reseller or you're a small business owner, even if you are, you know, a freelancer in whatever medium you are freelancing in, you're still a business owner and you still have your own business and you still are doing your own thing. So with that being said, a lot of these things you can definitely take with you. So number one, number one thing, um, and these are in no particular order, but number one, social media is everything. I have taken on occasion, um, my fall semester of last year, I took a persuasion class and we focus heavily on social media persuasion and then last semester I just got out of a social media campaigns class where we went over social media campaigns advertising small business owning and doing like campaign work on social media so that's been really fun Um, and going through these courses and going through my entrepreneurship courses um, and going through advertising the common narrative and the common um, goal that my teachers want us to understand is that social media really is everything. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you are a participant or not, social media has a huge impact on the way that the world operates. Social media has a huge impact in the way that people get their news, in the way that people see the products that they want to buy. Um, Here's a statistic. In 2020, over 3.6 billion people were on at least one social media platform. And by 2025, it's projected to increase to almost 4.41 billion people to be on at least one social media platform. Social media comes in many different realms. It comes in Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, WhatsApp, so many different mediums of social media, but the main goal of social media is having the ability to connect with others from around the world. Social media is the number one way for a business to be successful. If you don't really have a presence, you need to get on that right now. If you want to figure out how to grow on social media, there's so many different resources, including this podcast. Go back through, listen to some podcast episodes, whatever you have to do do it. Um, But social media truly is everything. If you look at some of the richest people on earth, um, if you look at some of the most influential people on earth, even they have a social media presence. There are very few people left in this world who do not have a social media presence. Majority of the marketing you see done is gone through social media majority of the um, most popular things that you see 
is done through social media. Social media impacts the trends. It impacts what people are wearing. It impacts what people are buying. It impacts who people are taking in content from, who are purchasing things from. Social media seriously is a power of this world. Um, And one central thing that I've taken away from a lot of my classes in college is that whether you like it or not, you've just got to understand that social media is not going anywhere. Yes, there are certain aspects like MySpace um, and Tumblr, for example, of two social media platforms that didn't make it out, but that does not mean social media as a whole is going to follow same suit. Um, Some people, a lot of people are actually leaving Instagram. Um, A lot of people decide to leave Twitter, but that does not mean other social media platforms will not birth in the future. And that is what I see for what is coming up. Just understanding social media, make sure you have a good, good understanding of the platforms that you're using and the platforms that can help you out the most because social media in this digital age is truly everything for a business. Number two, e-commerce is truly the best way to start a business. When I'm talking about e-commerce, I mean websites, um, selling on a platform, selling on social media. Um, And when I'm talking about the the latter half of what would it be replacing, we all know what it would be replacing is brick and mortar. Um, Coming from a family of small business owners, where we had a brick and mortar. My grandmother had her own business for close to 40 years. I think we stopped at 38. Um, She had a brick and mortar for all those years. And back when she started in the 80s and the 90s, brick and mortars was truly the only thing that you could have. They were all, they were always so successful. Brick and mortars, you can design them how you want. You have that tangible space you can go to, to go to work. But You've got to understand that brick and mortar dream isn't gone, but you do have to understand that it's become a lot harder to have a successful brick and mortar. Whether you're a reseller or a regular business owner, no matter what you choose to do, brick and mortars can always be an option for your business, but that doesn't mean that it's the smartest option. Look around at the rental prices you see. Look around at the owning prices you see of real estate. Real estate, no matter where you are, even if you're in Texas, um, Florida, California, New York, like all these major states, all these big cities, and all of these small towns in between, the investment for a brick and mortar is so much more than if you were to start an e-commerce shop. Um, With an e-commerce shop, you have a lot of them allow you to have the liberty to work out of your home. If you have a spare room, consider turning that into your e-commerce shop and operating fully online. When it comes to the cost, if you look at the cost and you look at the difference for e-commerce shops, if you want to have your own website or if you are selling on another website, you'll most likely have a selling fee on those other websites and you will have a website fee if you have your own website. Beyond that, your supplies will be the only other thing you're paying out. When you have a brick and mortar, you will have to worry about leasing slash owning, utilities, taxes. I mean, you already have to worry about taxes with your business, but local taxes, depending on where you are, um, 
brick and mortar city taxes, property taxes. You'll have to worry about the expenses of liability insurance. There's so much that you will have to worry about if you are wanting to start that brick and mortar. Brick and mortars come with a lot of a lot of worry, a lot of upkeep, making sure your business is painted, clean, functioning, everything that you need to do. And that's just the way of the world. Brick and mortars are fine and dandy, but majority of the time, you're going to spend the majority of your month, of your monthly rent, whatever you're paying, of your month trying to pay back that rent, when all of that could be kept at profit if you started an e-commerce shop that operated solely out of your home or an office or an extra room or an extra building that you might have. Um, I just highly encourage you, if you're thinking about the brick and mortar route, there are a lot of things that needs to go into that, but just one thing that I picked up the most in my classes is the fact that e-commerce is truly the best way to start a business. The third thing that I wanted to touch on um, is money management can make or break a business. This is very, very true. Um, You don't have to have a degree in accounting. You don't have to have a tax expert sitting right beside you, but you do have to know a little bit of what you are doing. Money mismanagement, I think, um, and from what I've learned and what my entrepreneurship professor has even talked about, is money management is the most important thing because you need to understand how much you can stretch your dollar, how much you can put into your business, and not go over that. You really have to set yourself up with a budget. You have to allot how much money you will probably be making a month and you need to make sure that you are paying those taxes on time and in the correct amount. Money management, I'm not going to harp on to this one too much, but yes, money management is seriously, it can make or break a business because the seriousness of this issue. Um, One thing that I definitely recommend if you aren't the best with this, YouTube is seriously such a great resource talk to local tax experts when you're getting your taxes done. Talk to them and make sure you're doing everything right, how you can do different things, but make sure you have your money managed and that you understand you can't just spend, 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 spend if you're not getting anything in return. Try to figure out ways to lower your wholesale costs, um, lower your cost of bringing products in, lowering your shipping costs. Saving as much money as you can and managing the money that you do have is so important for a successful business. Number four, your reputation precedes you. I talk about this almost every single week, but I cannot stress this enough. Your reputation really does speak for your business before anyone else can. Um, A lot of the, a lot of your customers will come, if you're a reseller, a lot of your customers will come through the app, but through a lot of these apps, they encourage um, feedback, they encourage ratings, they encourage all these different things to let your reputation speak from you. Um, For example, on Etsy, I think. Etsy is one of the platforms that heavily relies on ratings because they'll use ratings to boost your account, boost your listings. The more you have, the more trusted you are from your customers. Um, On Curtsy, for example, you'll get badges for 
having good feedback. You'll get the same on Mercari. So many different platforms are like that. Um, and when it comes to starting a fresh new baby business that is not reselling, your first customer needs to be able to bring in more customers. When you're first starting out and you get that first customer, even if that first customer is literally your mom, treat it as if this is the only review that you will ever get. What do you want someone to say about your business? Your reputation really does precede you. And if you're in the early stages of your business, making sure that your customers are leaving feedback, helpful feedback, and even recommending you to others is so important because that's how your business picks up and grows from there. Number five, it is okay to change your mind. You are never stuck to a business. You are never stuck to a degree. You are never stuck to a lifestyle. You are never stuck to a city. I can keep going on the things that you are never stuck to. And it is okay to change your mind. As I'm talking about this podcast episode, and I told you in the beginning that I'm getting a communications degree, I have always thought I wanted to be a sports journalist just going to be completely honest with you guys. I've always thought that I wanted to be a sports journalist. I always thought that I wanted to be writing and I do genuinely love it. However, when the pandemic started and I started my business and I've seen how well my business has grown and I also see how if I allotted more time for my business, my business would grow even more. That has helped me also realize that I'm good at other things besides the thing that I'm actually going to college for. I'm going to continue to finish this degree. I'm going to continue to go down that path of what I was originally planning. However, it's okay if I change my mind and realize that that is something I don't want to do. On the contrary, it's also okay to understand if I don't want to have a business anymore, if I don't want to do the reselling business, if I don't want to do my Etsy business, if I don't want to do any type of business, it is okay to change your mind. It's also okay to change the aesthetic of your shop. If you wanted to start off as a reseller and you've changed your mind about that and you want to go down the handcrafted route, it's okay to change your mind. You're never stuck to anything. You're never stuck to a business. All you have to do, close your shop. If you're paying taxes, close that. And then boom, you have a fresh start. You are able to do something else. Um, I just really want to push this idea that you have to stick with one thing for your whole life. I want to push that to the side because that is not true. That is not ever true. Just because some of you guys listening to this right now might have a degree um, in anything and you think about it, you might not be using that. For example, my mom has a psychology degree and she has a master's. She's not using that to be a reseller. It's okay to change your mind, but it's also okay to understand that everything that you're going through, that every decision you've made thus far has led you to where you are. Just because my mom isn't using her psychology degree doesn't mean that she regrets it. She's using that psychology degree when dealing with her customers. I'm using my communication degree when dealing with my customers. It is okay to change your mind and it is okay to not know what you're doing because I promise you, you'll figure it out one day. Number six, asking questions even when you think you have the answer. Um, I've learned this 
not even in my business classes. I've learned this in my regular classes. I've learned this in my math classes. I've learned this in my journalism courses. I've learned this through life. Even if you think you have the answer, even if you think you know what you're doing, if you have this slightest bit of curiosity, ask that question. Ask questions from anybody you look up to. Ask questions from business owners in your area. Ask questions from people who used to own a business. Ask questions from your tax collector. Ask questions to anyone. Just because you think you know what you're doing, you don't always know what you're doing. And there is nothing wrong, nothing ever wrong with asking questions. My philosophy is that there are truly no stupid questions. If you ask if the sky is blue, to some people, it's not blue. There are seriously no stupid questions. And even if you think it's a simple concept that you should already know, or you think it's a simple concept that everybody should already know, that's not a guarantee. Ask questions if you even think you have the answer, because you might not have the correct answer. You have your version of the answer, but that doesn't mean it's the answer. Um, When you're starting out with your business, I always recommend you just asking people who know what they're doing, who have started a business, who are doing what you want to do, asking those people the questions you've always wanted to know. Ask, how do you handle shipping? Ask, how do you get inventory? Ask, how do you do your taxes? Ask these questions, even if you think you know. Asking somebody how they get their inventory and what wholesale suppliers they use. Just because you have a whole list of wholesale suppliers doesn't mean that it's the correct one to use. Doesn't mean that it's the cheapest, the best quality, the best value to use. Ask questions even if you think you have the answer because you might come to find out that you don't. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Never feel afraid. And if people don't answer you, move on to the next one. If you see a reseller you really look up to, DM them. If you have questions about anything, DM anyone. Everybody is the same as me and you. We're the same human. We're the same species of human. Ask them. You never know. Even if they say no, move on. Who's another person you look up to that you can ask a question that might answer you? Ask those questions even if you think you have the answer. That's so valuable when owning a business. Number seven, business paranoia isn't always a bad thing. Um, we were listening to a video in my entrepreneurship class about by Mark Cuban, and he was talking about being a business owner. Um, if you don't know who Mark Cuban is, Mark Cuban is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He is a person on Shark Tank. He invests in a lot of businesses. He's an entrepreneurship. He's an entrepreneur himself. And he is just, I highly encourage everybody to look into Mark Cuban's story. Um, but we were listening to a video where he was talking about entrepreneurship um, and being a business owner. And he said, just as I just said, business paranoia isn't always a bad thing. Um, and he even said, when you're starting a business out, And when you're figuring out what to do with your business, no matter how far along you are, no matter how deep you are, even if you've had the business for five years, it's always good to ask yourself the question, how could I mess up this business? Analyze what could go wrong with your business. Analyze how you could mess up the business and make it foolproof from there. Come up with everything that something or someone could use against you. Come up with everything your enemy, 
not necessarily an enemy, your, um, anything that your business opponent could use against you to be more successful and adjust your business accordingly. Think of the bad things that could happen and use that to adjust. I'm not saying business paranoia and always being stressed and always wondering if your business is the best. No, I'm saying coming up with these ideas and these things that could be used against you and counter arguing it and counter fixing it, fixing it before the problem even occurs. And boom, that's how you can use business paranoia to your benefit. If you are a person that has anxiety, I personally have anxiety. I like to think of a lot of things sometimes. I don't even mean to, but I like to think of a lot of things of something that, you know, a counter argument. What could someone say to my argument? How could someone come from my business without me even realizing it? And then adjust your business accordingly once you think of everything that could be used against you. Number eight. Take every opportunity presented to you, presented to you to learn. You don't have to have a college degree to learn. You don't have to sign up for the courses that people want you to pay for on TikTok to learn. If you want to learn, do it. YouTube is such a great resource. Talking to other people is such a great resource. There are so many different ways to learn that doesn't cost you a dime. Trial and error is such a good resource. If you have the opportunity to attend a class for free, if you have the opportunity to watch someone's live on TikTok, if you have the opportunity to talk to a reseller that you would love to talk to, or a business owner that is doing what you want to do, take that opportunity. Never turn down an opportunity to learn. Even if you think you won't have time, even if you think you shouldn't be in that room and you don't know enough, you know enough. If you knew enough to search that on YouTube, if you knew enough to follow them on TikTok, if you knew enough to reach out to that person, you know enough to be in that room and to be around those people. If you're presented with the opportunity to meet local business owners around you, Take the opportunity to learn from the people you're with. Network with people that you're with. If you see a business that you really love, you want to go into their brick and mortar and pick at the owner's brain, take that opportunity to learn. Never, ever, ever pass up an opportunity to learn. And learning isn't just about how much money you spend. Learning isn't just about the degree that you have. Learning is an everyday thing. I hope that every single one of us listening never has a day where they don't learn something. You should learn something every single day and take that opportunity every single day. Number nine, if you hire, don't ask your workers to do anything you would not. This is such a good one. I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. My entrepreneurship teacher was talking about her past business endeavors. Um, She is really, she's such an esteemed woman. She owned various businesses and still owns various businesses. And she was talking about the importance of only asking what you, asking your workers to do something that you would do. 
If you wouldn't clean the toilet, don't ask your workers to do it. If you wouldn't go fetch coffee, don't ask your workers to do it. If you want to do so many different things, don't ask your workers to do it. Don't be that boss. Don't be that boss that collects money, doesn't have a relationship with your workers, and just wants to coast through making the money. There are so many businesses in this world that have completely just lost their morals and lost their ethics as they continue to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And to me, that is such a huge problem with the world today. I could go into this for hours about the lack of empathy that you see in a lot of businesses today. And the most successful businesses you see, no empathy goes behind it. And to some people, that's how you operate a business. That's how you operate a good business. But to me, you've got to keep your ethics. If you are a morally sound person, if you are an ethical person, don't lose yourself just because you start making a dollar. If you hire workers and you want to do something, don't ask them to do it. I tend to mainly talk to small business owners, to people who work on their own or work with family members on their business, that kind of thing. Not necessarily people who hire. But if you get to the point where your business is growing so much that you hire somebody or you're in a brick and mortar and you don't have the time to run that by yourself so you hire somebody, Make sure that you are the most ethical boss that you can be because that's when you get the best work out of your workers. That's when you get the best feedback from your customers. Customers see how the boss treats their workers, whether you realize it or not. You don't even have to be there for the customer to see how the boss treats their workers. When your worker has no motivation to be there, when your worker has the worst attitude and doesn't want to be there, that's when... Customers can tell that the boss is just as bad. It's just a huge humbling experience and a huge case of if you get to that point in life, don't forget where you came from. Um, So I would definitely say if you are hiring or if you think about hiring or if you ever hire, do not ask your workers to do anything you would not do. Number 10, if you haven't already, write a business plan. You're never too far into your journey to write out a business plan. For your business plan, you should include your goals, financial summary, where you see your business being in the future, what you want your business to look like, who you want to shop from your business, do a deep analysis into your target audience, but make out a business plan. Even if you are a reseller, picture out who you want your target audience to be and then from there, that's how you can compile how you're going to market to them how your business is going to grow with them, how your business is going to get new people. But write out that business plan while you can, because you seriously can um, learn more about yourself, learn about your work ethic, learn about everything by writing out that business plan. I know this week's episode was a little bit long, but I want to thank you guys so much for checking out this week's episode, and I hope you enjoyed um, just a little bit of what I've learned. So yeah, that was the 10 things that I've learned in college that I'm using in my business. As always, you guys already know, if you're taking notes, I'm going to run back through everything that I said. So number one, social media is everything. Number two, 
E-commerce is truly the best way to start a business. Number three, money management can make or break a business. Number four, your reputation precedes you. Number five, it's okay to change your mind. Number six, asking questions even when you think you have the answer is great. Number seven, seven, sorry, business paranoia isn't always a bad thing. Number eight, take every opportunity presented to you to learn. Number nine, if you hire, don't ask your workers to do anything you would not. And number 10, if you haven't already, write a business plan. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast of Thrifting It Ain't Easy. If you want to follow the Instagram where I will send out updates, you can DM me, chat with me, whatever you want to do on that Instagram. I'm there. Check out the Instagram at Thrifting Ain't Easy Pod. Um, the podcast will now be out Thursdays, every Thursday. I'm working on my best to get back on the schedule, and I've done pretty good these last couple weeks, but I'll be back next Thursday. I'm just trying to think of everything that I want to go through. Rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy what I'm saying. I really, really would appreciate it if you guys could rate this on Apple Podcasts. Um, Send me some messages. If you have any questions, just like I said, ask questions even when you think you have the answer. I don't have the answer to everything, but I do enjoy answering any questions that I can that you guys may have for me. If you want to talk to me on the Instagram, go ahead and do that. If you want to follow my business's Instagram, you can follow that business at the Cheap Teak. You can go on Etsy, shop on Etsy, whatever you want to do. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Um, And I will see you next week. Bye.